0: I'm Dale Denwald.
1: And I'm Nuria martinez Kiel. You're listening to The Source.
0: Thanks for joining us as we discuss the Oklahomans' most impactful stories with the reporters who wrote them.
1: This week, we explore the future of Oklahoma's marijuana industry and the possibility of recreational marijuana in our state. My co hosts Dale and Carmen Forman join us for a discussion on the politics of cannabis legalization. could be a big year for the medical marijuana industry or the marijuana industry in general in Oklahoma. One group called Oklahomans for Responsible Cannabis Action, also called ORCA, has filed two petitions they hope will be on the ballot. So Dale, what would these petitions do?
0: One of them will restructure the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority, the agency that oversees the licensing of businesses and patients. It would place it into its own separate state agency out from under the Department of Health, among the other provisions that the, uh, that the state question would do is reduce the uh, medical marijuana tax while creating a recreational option um, for for Oklahomans who don't want to go through the, the process of getting a doctor's recommendation.
1: So basically, marijuana would not be only available to those who seek it as a form of medicine. It would be open to anybody who wants to use it in any legal, legally permissible way. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So from a political And I guess a business perspective, do you all think these petitions stand a chance?
0: Just from going off of how much uh, Oklahomans supported state question 788, I think it's a real possibility that if they can get this to the ballot, they could possibly get enough votes to to have it passed. Carmen, what do you think?
2: Uh, It's a great question. I mean, I I think with how much the medical cannabis industry has grown in Oklahoma in the past three years, that there are just so many people whose livelihoods really depend on cannabis, growing cannabis, selling cannabis at a dispensary. And so, you know, some people uh, might oppose recreational marijuana, but I think those people that run dispensaries or work at grow operations, I think that they would be inclined to turn out to the polls in droves. Now, of course, you know, we're still a conservative state. Um, you know, there's still going to be that traditional feeling of, um, you know, what, this is a drug, you know, we don't need this in our state. And And to some extent, I do think some of the, I don't know the best way to word this, but it's clear that Oklahoma's medical marijuana industry has some Black market, you know, offshoots, right? By legalizing medical marijuana, some people came into Oklahoma and they took advantage of that in a way that has royally pissed off some Oklahomans. And so I think, in some regards, having a legal medical program could turn some voters, I don't know, against recreational just because they've seen what's happened in the past three years and maybe they don't like how there's grow operations right next to their farm or, you know, all these stories you hear about uh, people from out of state or out of country buying land in Oklahoma to grow medical marijuana.
1: And maybe they don't like seeing a dispensary on every corner like, like we
2: have seen so far. That's true. I know that, you know, every time I walk my dog around the corner of my block, there's got to be somebody who's growing weed in there and, you know, you're allowed to do that, but it reeks. And as a soon-to-be new home buyer, I would be so mad if I bought the house next door and I had to smell marijuana all the time.
1: So for those who who do support the idea of recreational marijuana, how many signatures would they need to get this on a ballot?
2: There are two initiative petitions that are seeking to legalize recreational marijuana in Oklahoma for people that are age 21 and older. State Question 819 seeks statutory changes, which is essentially just changing state law. And in order to qualify for the ballot, supporters of State Question 819 will have to collect about 94,910 signatures in 90 days. And then the alternative petition, which is very similar um, but seeks a, an amendment to Oklahoma's Constitution, supporters of State Question 820 will have to collect 177,957 signatures also within 90 days.
1: That is certainly a lot, Um, but if they do reach those thresholds, what election could we theoretically see them on a ballot? And I'm especially curious if you think that maybe they could be relegated to an election that typically has less turnout, like Republican leaders did with the Medicaid expansion vote.
0: Yeah, you know, if if you look back to uh, when State Question 788, the medical marijuana um, state question was introduced. They put it on the ballot in June of 2018. That was the the primary ballot. Um, typically, uh, an election that doesn't draw a ton of interest. Um, typically, a uh, an election that independents don't vote in because they there is no independent party that they have to to pick a, a candidate from. And I don't know if that was a strategy or if it just uh, lined up that way. But it's very possible that um, that. Either the the recreational petition from ORCA or the recreational petition from this other group that Carmen wrote about um, could appear on a ballot before November. It's it's entirely possible.
2: I I would think um, that the the latest petition, which is poised to be state question eight twenty, um, and is not the petition from ORCA. I think simply because it's very likely that they'll face a legal challenge to their petition, probably from our favorite, Tolson, Paul Tay, that I'd say that tongue-in-cheek, by the way. Um, I think that will slow down the process, and then if you need to account for 90 days of signature gathering, you're practically on the the June election date, and you know, the Secretary of State's office has to do all this work. Uh, they take weeks verifying the signatures. So uh, my guess would be it could end up on a later ballot, which means there's a possibility that the two petitions are on... Different ballots. That would be wild.
1: Um, on, on another note, uh, Dale, you also wrote that uh, State Question 818 gives a tax break to businesses. How would that work? Right, so
0: th- this is kind of an, an odd deal. Uh, you can have a marijuana business in Oklahoma, it's legal in the state of Oklahoma, but as far as the federal government is concerned, specifically the IRS, it's illegal. So, as a cannabis business, Operating legally in Oklahoma, you're not allowed to claim certain federal tax benefits, tax incentives, tax credits, or, or breaks, or what have you, from the federal government. What uh, State Question 818 would do, along with reorganizing OMMA, it would allow these Oklahoma cannabis businesses to apply for credits from their state taxes that, would otherwise, that they would otherwise... Uh, be able to get if marijuana was legal on the federal stage. So I, I'm not exactly sure how much of a benefit this could be to businesses, but you know, especially when you're when you're opening up a, a, a cannabis business and you're having to stock it, put shelves in, um, do do all the kinds of things that you would normally be able to deduct from your as a business expense on your federal tax return. These companies aren't able to do that, and uh, giving them the opportunity to claim those tax credits on a state level. Uh, could be could be a, a pretty big boon for them.
1: I'm also curious, how would Orca, uh, Oklahomans for Responsible Cannabis Action, how would their recreational law differ from the current medical marijuana program that we have?
0: From what I understand, they're uh, going to be essentially the same. There are some differences. Uh, one. Would exist in the Constitution. The other would exist in state statutes. They they may have uh, uh, small changes here or there, but I think that the important part is that it would essentially decriminalize marijuana. It would legalize it for sale here in the state. And we've seen how other states have have reacted to that. How they've they've gotten tax money. And I um, think we don't have very many states in the United States that allow for recreational. But uh, just imagine how odd it would be for Oklahoma to become the latest one right?
1: Right. I mean, given our our, the current successful medical marijuana industry, maybe it's not that surprising, but Oklahoma is not the most liberal of states, unlike Washington and Colorado, which were the first to legalize this. So I I suppose it it would be somewhat of a left turn, although maybe from your perspectives, Carmen and Dale, is it not that far out of left field, just given the boom that our medical marijuana industry has had so far?
0: Well, I'll just add one more thing that um, two, two or three years ago when we were first thinking about medical marijuana in Oklahoma uh, There wasn't any organized opposition And um, there wasn't really any money behind it um, uh, For adoption of it Now you've got businesses all across the state You have thousands of people whose livelihood depends on uh, on marijuana And the ability to expand their, their customer base is probably uh, pretty attractive And so you would expect that uh, some of the money that they've earned from selling marijuana to uh, medical marijuana patients could go into a campaign for recreational.
2: And there's also, I mean, not only in Oklahoma, this is becoming a booming business nationwide. And there are basically, you know, let's say big cannabis, you know, is out there hoping that states that pass these laws and legalize recreational marijuana so they can sell more of their the marijuana products. And so I think it's probably safe to say that, you know, if one of these petitions were to qualify for the ballot, we could even see outside interests come in, spend millions, potentially millions of dollars trying to get these items passed in Oklahoma because it could mean, you know, quadruple, quintuple that amount of extra revenue for their businesses down the line. And one more thought building on what Dale said earlier. I mean, you also have the criminal justice reform element of both recreational petitions that I think will attract a lot of supporters as well that, you know, might not be your traditional, um, marijuana supporters or the people you would see at a, a legalized cannabis rally. But these might be folks who've, who've never partaken in marijuana ever, but they do think it's important, perhaps, to um, make retroactive these state questions. In other words, it would, uh, you know, undo a bunch of marijuana crime that people have been charged with or convicted of in the past in Oklahoma.
1: All right. Well, Dale, thanks so much for taking us into some of these propositions that we might see moving forward in our state. And, and Carmen, thank you for, for taking us through um, some of the logistics of that and the political aspect. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us this week and for joining us here in 2022. This podcast is possible because of the Oklahoman subscribers. We encourage you to subscribe if you can. You can read these stories and more every day in the Oklahoman and at Oklahoman.com check back next Friday for a new episode.